can I offer uh, what my girlfriend said as a uh, as a fan theory? What did what did Mrs. Colombo say? Uh, her theory is that him going into the witness protection program after this show is why Coach Taylor seems like he's always lived in Dylan and is also <laughs> brand new to Dylan. <laughs> Perfect. That's so good. Why would he be in the witness program? I don't know. After that show? Uh, because he, some because crime. He There's he been so pre- many like, things that have. He pre-crime stopped yeah. the mob from something. There's a, many great reasons for him <laughs> to be in the witness protection program. Stephen, I, um, I I haven't asked this question because I, I forgot to ask it or because I felt it would make most sense while we are uh, recording because this could be good. Uh, but I see you are in a house. That's correct. We're recording from inside. Does this mean we have an update on your living situation? Like, how's mm. that going? Yeah. I haven't oh, followed up. Have I not talked to you about that? No. Yeah. So, like, it was one of those things. It was it was a classic Stephen Downton scenario. So, um... She, the text that said, I want you out, was actually, there was, like, a typo in there, and so you projected... Uh, I want you now. <laughs> yeah, it was what it was supposed <laughs> to say. And then you're like, Come oh, my God, I'm getting now. kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was supposed to say, uh, I want you put. And uh, what that means is in Irish, uh, as we've learned a lot about the, how Irish people talk <laughs> from the show that we watch, uh, I want you put just means I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay put. Uh, sort of slang. Um, so anyway, yeah. uh, that was big old stretch. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. What happened was... Um, there was a guy who was supposed to. He, <laughs> this was a classic Stephen Downton scenario where it seemed like everything was going wrong, but actually everything worked out for me better than anyone could have possibly expected. That In sucks. that, there was a guy who who sublet who subleased this place to me through December. That was the original plan when I moved in. He gave me through December, and then he was probably going to move back in. And. Uh, Dan likes me a lot better than this guy, so mm-hmm. he didn't want that to be what happened. Then the landlord said, actually, I'm going to move back in uh, because I because my roommate moved out, and I've always wanted to live back in that place for a while, and um, blah, 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 and I'm going to do it even before the end of December. And I was like, wow, this blows. This is way worse than I thought. But then mm-hmm. she told the person who was going to move back in that she was moving back in, and so he was like, "Well, fuck. I guess I I guess I have to mo- not I guess I have to not be there." And then she found a replacement roommate way faster than she expected and was like, "Oh, it'll just be easier if I stay here and move in later." And no one oh told God. the guy that she wasn't moving in. So now I just get to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> Everything worked out better for me than it ever should have. Jesus. Of course. The, yeah, I was of saying, course. the story of Stephen's life. It wasn't even like you put in the work to do anything like this. No, I did nothing. Your whole life is, again, the for want of a nail. It's just at all moments, like, you're just, like, walking around, you've dropped a nail, and it's like, oh, no. And then it's like, that's just caused a flat that's changed the whole course of life for somebody else, and it worked perfectly for Steven. Happy for you. Yeah, I don't know. If anyone was going to have a cat dropped the newspaper at his front door for tomorrow out of the people that I Absolutely. know it would, it would just be me. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. 
But then the thing is, is that you would perpetually forget the newspaper when you were out and about in your day to day life and not have any of the insights that would be necessary. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, I got to go to work. And I'd be like, oh, I forgot the tomorrow news. Oh! Where is someone going to die? Ooh. Or you just don't <laughs> register that as tomorrow's news. It takes you several episodes to figure out what they forgot at the end of the first one. Just because you're unstuck that is time. I don't time. know what day okay, it is. I, I am forgetful. I am not stupid, Travis. It's very clear what was going on. Oh, no, they figured that out way too fucking fast. Like, for how implausible Disagree. that is. Disagree. 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 Folks, it's as you know, we got into this early because we received today's podcast yesterday. And thus, we it's know true. what we're all going to say. Uh, and we know that in precisely 37 minutes, uh, Stephen will fall. And we're here to prevent that. That's right. Yep. What's interesting is as we record the podcast, the podcast changes. Uh, but our yes, this is as event. you know our pre-law. Did, did that blow your mind, everybody? Was that a bit too? Heady this is thing? as you know you the feeling podcast, pretty spiritual. The podcast that talks about the first and last episodes of TV shows, so that you don't have to watch them. I'm Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, Stephen Doughton, who again, in 35 minutes and 40 seconds, will fall. <laughs> And have a terrible fate unless we act. I'm going to break it. my right ankle. <laughs> You're going to break your leg for a third time. <laughs> That's correct. You did get you. Ba- you did get a future newspaper from your doctor saying you will break. Your saying leg I will break my leg a third time. <laughs> if you but he didn't know basketball. what he he didn't know that I would receive the news of when it would happen early, yeah. t- so I could prevent it. <laughs> Taking his early edition down to the bar and scamming people out of money. It's Matt Siani. Of course. Hi. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that? Why and wouldn't you do that? Like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Albert, don't do it to people. Do it to casinos. It's like the same rule as actual stealing. Steal yeah. from the government and the police. Don't steal from a person. Steal from corporations. It depends on the car that they drive. In Chicago, it's really easy to determine whether it's good to steal from somebody or not. Also, okay, like, but like, also, I mean, there's always nuance to these rules. But no, there's not. You know, I, I, not in this case. <laughs> Also, if you drive if a Tesla, people, people should steal. Yeah, from oh yeah, you. No. yeah. But if well, you're going to steal from people, there's no nuance there, to that. There's a bunch of little sub rules, though. That is the nuance. If you're going to steal, steal from, from people, people unless they oh drive a Tesla, <laughs> uh, refusing to believe any of this is real and just skeptically telling us that the newspaper is a lie because he does actually work for this newspaper. <laughs> It's it's Travis Marvin. <laughs> I regret Wait, to inform you. Do you work you for that, this newspaper? No, no, I work for a rival newspaper company. Oh, but I regret to inform you that uh, all uh, tomorrow editions of our papers are no longer running thanks to being bought by a hedge fund that is <laughs> slashing for profit. I got to ask you guys up front: if you could get this paper, but it had to be the Chicago Sun Times, would you <laughs> take it? Would you take yeah, the if it was the nineties sometimes? Yes. Sure, because then it was, yes. if it was yes. current day sometimes. No, they don't yes. even have photographers now. They just have like <laughs> AP wire. Do they they're, have... ble- they're bleaker than we are. It's not good. <laughs> uh, Do they have? I'm any if sports you're gonna... scores. Yeah. yeah. Then yes. Yeah. <laughs> then yes. If you're, right, so you're going to ask me if with like extremely few exceptions, if you're going to ask me, Stephen, would you like? this form of magical realism. I'm pretty much just going <laughs> to say yes. <laughs> Can you think of the exceptions? Uh, I don't, there's so Wait, many even, What about even a newspaper exception? Where like your understanding <laughs> of the news will be fundamentally colored by the ideology of the paper or something. Could you imagine 
getting tomorrow's news, but still being on Twitter. And I was going to say, imagine getting tomorrow's, tomorrow's you, Twitter you get, discourse You get tomorrow's today. news. Dude, yeah, you get awesome. tomorrow's That's news. better. That's but the better. Washington just, Post view of things is objectively the truth. You get tomorrow's <laughs> Twitter timeline today. And you have to yeah. figure out what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Which is like it is normal. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I would love to get tomorrow's like onion today. Like, so I know like what kind of day it's about to be if they repost the uh, like no way nothing, to prevent this. Yeah, no way to prevent this. <laughs> I mean, that would be a little bleak. I mean, this would all be bleak. You're if looking at it and you're the like, news what is always ever- bad. Well, yeah. and you have to do that and then you can try and avert disaster, but you have to cryptically figure out what the onion is making fun of that you can just leave from like- happening. What a, what is this onion article about Aaron Rodgers even have to do with anything? <laughs> that sounds like later a, that, day. that honestly oh. sounds like a better show. Like like a, a much more cryptic version of this where you're like, okay, based on this satire, what happened? <laughs> I don't Steven, think that sounds like a better show at all. That doesn't <laughs> sound better. I think every yeah. show could stand to be more cryptic though. Mm, uh, it's so what? cool. I'm it, so happy that we have Damon Lindelof I, here Lind- to talk about yeah, early, Lindelof edition Lindelof today. early edition of us today. That would be please. sick. Uh, I really enjoyed the show. It was so stupid. I had a blast. This yeah, is the 90s ass fucking show I've yeah. like ever seen. I really, yeah. I really deep. I, I didn't hate this show, but I really deeply wish we had watched the planned finale. No! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you don't get to scream. I mean, you can do whatever you want. But the reason why is specifically because I actually wanted to throw up hearing these accents. Like, they were so atrocious. Number one, they were inconsistent. Number two, I'll get to it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I'll get to it. The moment I started hearing those accents, I was like, I'm so glad we picked... I'm so glad this was how the release worked out. Because Steven's going to get so mad about these accents. My note was, this is just what Steven sounds like now, so... I I rarely um, don't watch these alone... Uh, I don't have a, a, a partner that watches all of these with me. Uh, I happened, happened to watch these episodes with my roommate, an Irish person, uh, oh which boy. was which was very funny. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we... They told we, me they were very used to it. So we gathered here today to talk about early edition, the 1996 to 2000 television show, that follows a man. man. They really got out right in time. <laughs> <laughs> if he had to, I knew it was going to come up, but we'll talk about I'm not, not going to say anymore. But no, no, it's in my notes. It's in my notes. Wait, it's genuinely. I, well, hold on. Uh, let me, let, don't understand. Uh, it follows the adventures of a man who mysteriously receives each Chicago Sometimes newspaper the day before it's actually published, and uses this knowledge to prevent the terrible events. Uh, it was created by Ian Abrams, Patrick Q. Page, and Vic Rubenfeld. They do not have Wikipedia pages. Hell yeah. Um, That's how you know a show's good. And starred Kyle Chandler as Gary Hobson and featured many real Chicago locations over the course of its run. Steven, the thing that you don't understand and that Matt and I immediately <laughs> picked up on is that early edition would have had to have featured an episode where he tries to stop 9-11. <laughs> Well, it didn't happen in Chicago. <laughs> That's true. I no, think equi- but it was the front page <laughs> But it would have been in the newspaper. Yeah, but he would have had to Travis. settle for like stopping Jay Williams' motorcycle accident or something instead. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have. Chicago no, he would have flown to New York <laughs> to City. Save the Bulls. And this would have okay, been an amazing opportunity. If you knew 9-11 was going to happen, would you fly to <laughs> New York City? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have no 
concept of how to stop 9-11. I mean, I would make some phone calls. I would make some phone calls. And be well, detained. Okay, yeah, and then go to jail. In the fucking state, I mean, <laughs> work making some phone calls. Guys, yeah, I mean, lots of people got phone calls. We're told <laughs> not to come into work that day. You yeah, know? so it's right. fine. Anyway, what else happened during the run of this show that he did not prevent? Are there any Chicago things from this era? Unfortunately, don't know very well. Yeah, um, I'm not up on my Chicago history. I was wondering if anybody went down this. This is uh, too early for the Dave Matthews pooping on the people. That's the first thing I That was like 2004, I think. <laughs> would he have prevented uh, yeah, If you I, got that, would you prevent it? <laughs> like, if no. you got that news? No. It brought to brings to just like this will be too funny to me in the future. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Those people like what? At, but who was actually chosen It was probably like the reader. I don't know if it yeah. was in, in the Sun Times. Yeah. <sighs> I, again, I was just like, oh yeah, major tragedies. What happened? Oh no, Oklahoma City bombing was before this. Stuff like that. And you guys, it's just no, 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 no. That time, Dave Matthews, <laughs> <laughs> the tour bus could have stopped people from like buying chairs in Enron. I don't know. What like yeah. what do you do? In, in the That's story? also funny though. You buy, you make so, money. You do you 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 make money. You That's what you Fisher Stevens is right for a point the, for a the, period. The or, it's so insanely difficult to make a difference in this world. If you like <laughs> Gary Hobson had infinite money. He has let's let's not let's not mince words. He has infinite money. Yes. As long as this newspaper comes. Yeah. If you like Gary Hobson have infinite money, you could actually make a difference. More yes. so than saving into people's into individual people's lives every day. Yeah. Like you could fundamentally change the way that the world works Absolutely. with infinite money. <laughs> and that's why Steven uh, supports the existence of billionaires. Because that's what they're doing here in America. <laughs> they are they're fundamentally changing the way that the world works. My, my big question with this was Ian, how does he Ian pick... interpreted my words ex exactly the way I meant them. <laughs> how does he... I, I understood. I knew exactly what you were talking about. How does he pick which things to prevent? Because like this is the is major like city. The There's so thing. much crime and like no no you know, no Travis no Travis uh, only you... one tragedy per day. That's the way it works. Does he ever only go one tragedy per day? The south side to prevent a tragedy. I guess. That's no, come on. Would he be able to? Probably not. Like if know. just like some fucking Wrigleyville white guy runs in and like some some fucking crime <laughs> event, some gang related crime event. If he went and gave them an inspirational that speech, gang related crime event makes the fucking newspaper. Yeah, I don't know. He could uh, he could show up. Here's how he does it. He goes there and he you know stops those kids and he's like, "Let me tell you about a game called football and <laughs> how it really teaches us life lessons." And just does like inspirational speech and then he and goes then he to, does seasons four and five. Yeah, about just, <laughs> the Wrigleyville white guy coming in and saving the black kids. Yep, and Hastings Ruckel. <laughs> we love we love a white savior football story in That's this right. country. That's right. Ireland loves the blind side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining. Like, yeah, it'd be one of those things where it's like Green Book, Giant in China. People love Green Book <laughs> Still in China. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> Neither do I. I'm like, I understand France because that's like what they do for some reason. But, you know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start telling people, you know, Blindside made like. Twenty million dollars in Ireland. Everyone will believe me. <laughs> there are not no twenty million dollars in Ireland. <laughs> and, and then they'll also be like, "That's the exact type of thing Ian would know." They could just love Sandy over the there. Blends. I don't know. It's really, it's really a perfect thing for my brand to just start lying about the box office growth of sappy American films in foreign countries and be like, "Driving Miss Daisy is really? the most popular film in the history of Luxembourg." 
Yeah, three people saw it, including <laughs> that prince who makes wine that looks like Louis C.K. <laughs> and he saw it. And he saw it twelve times in the theater. Uh, that sounds like a bit, but that's everything I know about Luxembourg. Is that they have <laughs> yeah. a prince who looks like Louis C.K. who makes wine. Now, like, that was that's incredibly real. I could have been. Um, could have been. It's a Louis actually episode, just Louis C.K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after he, he got just canceled, fled. he moved to Luxembourg. This is is a really challenging episode at the start so far already. Who are we challenging? uh, People who don't consume every fucking piece of media in existence. (laughs) Who is going to have any idea what we're talking about for 90% of what we've talked about so far? Most conversations Uh, like my best Ian or like Ian and I often are for people. uh, And we haven't even brought up like football yet. Like (laughs) not not really. That's because Travis doesn't want to talk about football. Yeah, I was like, I'm fine. I could have told you this would have happened. Travis, you need to reword that. You told us this was going to happen. <laughs> oh, it's recorded. I got I got today's Lansing State Journal uh, before the yeah. game yesterday, and I was like, oh, oh boy. Yeah, right. God, imagine okay. you only get like a really small local paper the next day. <laughs> that would be sick. I guess if oh, if like I could get a, like the Aurora yeah. Advocate. <laughs> once a one day early, probably. Well, that would, it would anymore. be interesting. No way. It would be interesting because, like, it would be interesting if it was a different local paper. Because then it's like, ah, oh, this cat's telling me I need to go here today. <laughs> I don't right. want to go to oh, Iowa. That would be cool. Oh, every yeah. day, <laughs> every day, different. That's actually good. Uh, uh, anyway, did Ken Lommers make look like a fucking fool on the front page <laughs> today? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why did why did he use this picture? <laughs> why the fuck did he use this picture? Anyway, <laughs> I picked early uh, edition. You thought we were narrow casting before. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I picked early edition because I love Kyle Chandler. Uh, yeah, that's why. And WG and Snuffy Walden. <laughs> Who was going fucking buck wild on this one? Absolutely. And you know what? It was really bad. <laughs> Do you know who else Ian loves? I I can name a few. Felicity Hoffman. Yep. Uh, Fisher Stevens. Now we're getting yep. somewhere. Yep. But Tom you know Newton? who I? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Baby. The tooth fairy himself. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> in my notes, Tom Noonan. Hell because yeah, he's baby. like the first person to appear. Also, because it was just Tom Noonan sitting on a park is bench. He, is Do he? Is he Frank see? or whatever? He's Frank, yeah. Is, yeah, he's also uh, every puppet in um, that fucking movie that I didn't like. And I always fuck up its name. Oh, Anomalisa. Yeah. All right. Well, to Why me, do I to me he's Francis Dollarhide, so. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. I would love if the show secretly had everyone from Manhunter on it, which I would believe. <laughs> right, there's all like, Chicago. Yeah, all Michael Mann's dudes should be in this show. <laughs> Michael Mann himself probably appeared in this show as himself. I know Roger yeah, he's Ebert preventing uh, some guy's brothers from coming and shooting. <laughs> well, I don't remember the exact quote, but... It's it's just that you gotta worry. Maybe that guy's got a brother. Maybe that guy's got six brothers. Maybe they're gonna come down here and get revenge. Yeah. This is after somebody got shot on the set of Miami Vice. <laughs> His concerns was not that guy got shot. It was, listen, maybe that guy's coming back and he's gonna be looking for people to hurt after this. Maybe he's got brothers, which is deep insight into one of my favorite directors. Yeah. I'm also seeing if Kyle Chandler was ever in a Michael Mann movie. If he I'm was, I could sure see no. him being. I was looking at. His I could have seen him in Public Enemies as just like a suit. That wouldn't have surprised me. Only but when yes, Michael Mann I, makes a kaiju movie will Kyle Chandler show up in it. I love <laughs> Kyle Chandler. This podcast uh, used to exist in a form where we recapped Friday Night Lights, which means we also are the four 
for the for the world's premiere, W.G. Snuffy Walden fans. We love yeah. that man. Uh, the uh, composer. <clears throat> Officially now an As You Know All-Star. When he, like, we just were fans of him before, but now he's appeared twice, so. We gotta start, that like, jersey up to the rafters. We gotta start taking bets on, like, who will be. Like, I'm just so like, Tom Felicity Newton's Huffman. gonna appear. Felicity yeah, Huffman. no, I had no idea. Do you know how many episodes Felicity Huffman's in, by the way? One. Probably, like, three. One. This is the only one that Felicity <laughs> Huffman is in. Excellent. It kind of felt like she was going to be recurring yeah. based on that yeah. character. 100%. You're like, mm-hmm. ah, cool. This is a person in the police department who he's going to wind up working with. Maybe at some point there will even be a romance. No. Ah. No, she's gone. I feel like she was set up for that and probably didn't have time after they filmed the pilot. I mean, what was she doing at this point? I don't Looking know. Cheating. Longingly. At William H. Plan- Macy's yeah, eyes like planning, to, yeah. planning to do crimes many years later. About <laughs> Already determining that her daughter wasn't going to get into college on her own <laughs> so that she'd have to. How did it work again? Like she was on the mm. rowing Yeah, they team? would sign them up and pretend they were like on the varsity sport and they weren't. Uh, That's fine. Look, it was a whole thing. Look, look, look. It's funny. It's not actually that bad. But it's funny. It's America. It's very funny like, that they literally, like went that's to how jail you do anything. That. Why? Yeah, but are, it's why funny. are we singling this out? <laughs> it's the people pretending like they think it's bad. It's like get some fucking insight on how this country actually works. Yeah, it's a meritocracy. Capitalism is a meritocracy. That's right. Oh, yeah, I, that's what I learned. I just watched uh, uh, Squid Game, and that's what it taught me. Capitalism is a meritocracy, and that if you try hard enough, you too. Can make uh, billions of of dollars or one one. Has you two made billions of dollars? Uh, yeah, uh, probably. I mean, oh, for Paul, themselves, if you're listening, maybe not. not. Text me. <laughs> Let us know the net worth of Bono. <laughs> also, if you're listening, tell us how excited you are for Sing Two, where Bono plays a rock star lion who is in retirement who gets pulled lion. out to uh, to you know uh, be, I- be in a band. Cool. Have I talked on this podcast about how thoroughly and ubiquitously Bono is disowned by Ireland? It's really? hilarious. They they don't revere him. They don't like him. They generally are like, ah, yeah, well, sure, Fucking fine. Bono. Yeah, I, he's technically Irish. Like, it's very funny. Wow. Uh, who who for, holds for, like, the role then that we would expect Bono to have? Phil Linnett? Uh, oh, Luke okay. Kelly. That's great choice. Is that really how it's pronounced? Yeah. Wow. Um, that changes my whole life. <laughs> so I was Wait, what? <laughs> Spend my whole life thinking his name's Lynott. Oh, uh, have you not Sinead listened O'Connor? to Connor? Oh, no, there's one. a lot. Actually, oh, Enya. Like, there's a I lot of Irish well, people not, they fucking adore. Let's not blow past <laughs> this. Let's not blow past this. You thought it was Phil Lynott? That's yeah, that's how weird. it's spelled. <laughs> yeah, but this is. Have I'm you not heard the whole study song? He's stumbling, but he was still in it. <laughs> I wouldn't have picked Come up on that's what they were referencing. Were like, I also don't that? know the words to stuff, so like I'm also it doesn't just, help. I'm thinking of the moment a couple episodes ago where Travis said something about us being too Midwestern, except for him, who was also from the Midwest, and then seeing that name and saying it, Lynott, which is deeply a Midwestern <laughs> way to pronounce it. Like I just, I want that part also on the record here. Travis heard the song and was like, fill in it. That must be a guy from like a Minneapolis hardcore. Band you're acting like, 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 I, you're acting like I know immediately what the whole study song you're even referencing. Dude, like I have yeah. their entire lyrical you everything should. memorized. It's, uh, like I think you it's guys most do. people are DJs. Anyway, early edition. Mm-hmm. 
Was there more about the like setup, early like production history, or were you just going into plot? What do you want to do? I uh, man, I, I think the most well, interesting I, I production think one of the history worked thing. worked on the Wonder Years. Of, oh, because sure. it's one of those fucking things where there's a creator, uh, where there's creators, but there's also the developed by person, and those are separate things. So yes, it was the uh, Bob Brush, who was the executive producer, writer, and showrunner of the Wonder Years. Uh, he then would do early edition and ABC's Karen Sisko, uh, if you remember that 10-episode television show. <laughs> Don't know what that the is. Only one. I, I remember the thong song. Yeah. Karen yeah. Sisko is the detective <laughs> in Out of Sight. It's Elmore Leonard. They had uh, Carla Gugino play it. It was That's oh, why she later and then appears she, in okay, Justified yes. as Karen but she has a different last name because they couldn't clear the right, so they just made her play that character again, but they treated it like she got married and had a new last name so they could use her. I do remember that. See? See? You remember Karen Sisko in its own way. Uh, early edition. Uh, what's, his, what's the ex-wife's name? Uh, was it Melody? No, it wasn't Melody. It was... Melody? He said it so many times in the first episode. Michelle? I swear it's an M name. It is an M. Marsha? Uh, yeah, I think it was Marsha was going to law school or whatever. I guess let's roll with Marsha. I, I love how many times Kyle Chandler says, like, Marsha? In the first 12 minutes of this show. That's Marcia, true. let me tell you something. He comes, I'm going to tell you something. He says uh, it he in comes, the finale. He does do it. Does he? I missed yeah. it. I wasn't up. <laughs> I, uh, I love I love that we love him and so does everybody else and he doesn't do anything else but we're just like no that's him and we like him. <laughs> he so does why the we fucking do mouth else? thing in one of these episodes <laughs> he does he does he does the mouth thing I watched him do the mouth thing and I was like coach I saw the there's mouth coach thing. there's uh, coach that's just Kyle that's not even a coach thing it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if he Street does it see if he does that or oh <laughs> uh, he definitely does it in the Wolf of Wall Street. Because it's the part where like Leo, it might it's probably where like Leo's throwing the lobsters or yeah. whatever at them, okay. where he just does that sort of you know like he, for for those of you who are who, this is your first experience with us talking about Kyle Chandler, um, we noticed during our, our long run on Friday Night Lights uh, that he does this thing where he, he moves, chews on nothing. Yeah, he yeah he basically chews on nothing. He just kind of moves his mouth around with his lips closed as he as he thinks or yeah. he is like for a dramatic moment. And we were it's like, almost wow, like a, a way. It's almost like a way for him to say, "I'm not done speaking, so you don't get to talk yet." Uh, <laughs> I'm about to say another thing. Uh, but yeah, so he uh, he's he's smiling. He's on the he's on the train. He's got groceries and flowers. It's his anniversary. He comes back to the apartment to see his wife, who then throws a suitcase at him, and out of a second uh, story window. Yeah, and we don't get really. Any explanation? It's not like not needed. It's show don't there's tell. There's another baby. man. Yeah, it's just like okay, she's done with him, so now he's living at a hotel. And one day at the hotel, he receives a newspaper, and he he looks over it. You know, he sees that you know that, uh, that the Japanese uh, that the president and and the you know the Japanese prime minister are uh, renegotiating a trade deal or something like that. And he's like, oh, that's weird. That's wrong. There's a said that they weren't doing that this morning on the radio. And you're like, well, that's how this goes. You know, they had to go to print last night. <laughs> Something happened in the middle of the night. And thus, the news is outdated. And that really is what, you know, didn't help the newspaper industry in many ways. That's true. Uh, and then his best friend, Fisher Stevens, shows up. 
King, uh, who says, I'm your best friend, a great form of he, as you knowing that I always you also, appreciate. I love Fisher Stevens. When Fisher Stevens is your best friend, you are in a low point in your life. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> if at any point, he definitely, he, like, he always plays a guy who's like a little bit of a scumbag. They're a, a really bit. funny pair to be like, these guys seem like they'd hang out with <laughs> Kyle Chandler and Fisher Stevens. I don't know why. It's just, yeah, you're in the bar, you look over, it's Kyle Chandler. You're like, oh my God. And then you walk over and you hand him your phone and you're like, can you take a picture of me and Fisher Stevens? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, I love you on succession right now. Oh, and yeah, so he, he takes the newspaper, he goes down to visit his, his friend. Well, the guy who runs the newsstand that he's friendly with, uh, he, I realize now that this show, the first episode of this show is like the issue one of any Spider-Man reboot. Yep. Just like, <laughs> do I have these powers? If so, what do I do with them? I can use them for personal gain. Then immediately, yeah. no. I yep. should have. Oh, my God. Yep, it wow. sure is. He do, he uh, leaves his hotel and says, it's going to be one hell of a Monday. And then the camera zooms in on the newspaper <laughs> where it says Tuesday. And that, again, is show, don't tell. This is television. Yeah. This is filmmaking. He goes to his job where he's like a stock trader or whatever that's yeah. the thing. And he saw that wheat was up 30%. And, and then he's like, yeah, wheat's up 30%. Wow, that's weird. It happened yesterday, too. Wait a minute. Yesterday? What? The market was closed. It was Sunday. And yeah, and there was on the way there, he talked to the guy who gives him the newspaper and he's like, who you got in the Bulls magic tonight? And he's like, the Bulls won by 10 or something. He's like, it's funny. I now only just realized that like a Bulls magic game in 96 is actually like a really a good game. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that might have been the Eastern huge Conference playoffs deal. when like Jordan wearing 45 no. came back or is that later? Couldn't have been. Or no, that was the year it's before. Too- that's the year before. But 96, yeah. this, it's still, yeah, Penny and Shaq, Magic, like, probably would have been nationally televised. Wait a minute. There was a World Cup game, but football is being played, and he's wearing a jacket? Look, don't worry about it. No! They just had a name. <laughs> it was qualifiers. <laughs> there were, it, it, was a, it, was, it was purely quals. Uh, Even though it was Brazil I, Italy. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I'm now, wait a minute. Hold on. This timeline... Doesn't make There's sense. World Cup in '96. Wait a minute. We have to go deeper. Play the Inception song <laughs> right here. Uh, thanks for doing that in post, <laughs> Matt. Uh, and if he didn't <laughs> do it, then that part got cut, and then no one will ever know this moment. But for some reason, he kept the me singing it in. I don't know why. <laughs> Does it explicitly <laughs> say that this takes place in 1996? Is, does the date I, on the newspaper say 1996? You know, I, I, I didn't see that part. I only saw Tuesday or Monday or whatever. Tuesday. That's what the paper right. was. Uh, yeah. I do like that. he t- So he tells Fisher Stevens that he has this paper. And Fisher Stevens is pretty quickly like, you're not crazy. That was a one in a million chance. Like they run, you know, they go back to the, news, the hotel where he's living at to get the newspaper. It's been thrown away and cleared out. Uh, they like chase after the garbage truck, but they can't get it to stop. And it's just like, wow. I guess this is it, you know, and they like commiserate, you know, at the bar. It's like, yeah, who knows? You know, everything could be different. And then the next day he wakes up and there's a cat dropping the paper off again. Cool cat. The cat is God. Yes. Like Uh, most. Or the messenger from God, I think. 
there's one point in this show, I think it's it's either the first day or the second day. I think it might be the second day. No, it's definitely not the first day because he started to believe. Uh, I think it's actually right here because he goes outside, talks to the guy at the newspaper stand. The newspaper stand's like, he, like, do you need the paper? And he's like, I already got one. He's like, oh, this, who's this other guy who's going to run me out of business? And then a black man comes up with a beat with a boom box on his shoulder playing the weather <laughs> i literally that was going to be my that was my next note was love to carry a boom box that's blasting the weather updates <laughs> <laughs> like just just carrying the news around like he's listening to a talk a morning talk I'm, show with on this boom box i'm now just imagining a recut of um do the right thing only it's like a podcast is blasting out <laughs> this is my, my gated community blaster box. <laughs> wait wait don't tell me <laughs> you're, you're walking down the street so loud. you're walking down the street there's a guy walking towards you with a boombox it's blasting the joe rogan <laughs> experience oh, actually it's Marin, and you're just like what <laughs> anyway boombox then he says he won't go to the cops and then he goes to the cops uh well mm-hmm. okay there's so much in between there yeah, he quits his he like, quits his job, he quits his job. because like the boss won't let him use his insight. Yeah, okay. he makes fun of the boss. Then we meet his. I mean, the, why use this to earn a company money when you could just use it to? Earn, I would absolutely. Also quit. Yeah, I yeah. would. I would quit that fucking day. Of course, it, if I got the second paper, uh, yeah. though that is maybe a little fast so to accept I, yeah, what that if, this what is if coming you only forever. got this for like a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it. If it's if it's Travis test. or me or Matt, yes, it's the thing where it's like we quit our jobs. Oh no, we didn't get the third one. If it's Stephen, it's fine. <laughs> he meets the receptor. We don't. He doesn't meet her. He already knows her. But he, after quitting the job on the way out, he talks no, to the receptionist. No, no, we have. They have never interacted before in the show, and <laughs> thus, per the by, per the laws of how we interpret this television show, these two are meeting for the very first time. Yeah, so he, he meets Marissa, the blind receptionist, and is like, "Let me take you to lunch." And, and she's like, they, "I'd and, like to go down to the racetrack." Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> the classic Chicago lunch. racetrack that exists. That's like, did you hear about that dude that was like, um, he bought a year membership to six flags because he determined yes. that the he could he yep. looked like five minutes away and he could just save a bunch of money on food by only eating at six flags every day yeah. uh, <laughs> yes you mean the new food. you mean the new king of dudes yes <laughs> so she does that, ever, does that the race I, I completely i completely missed this story <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> dude it's a guy it's, it's so called good. being an innovator and that's what this guy did he was like <laughs> it's like 150 dollars for a year membership i work five minutes uh, he like works in gurney illinois or whatever and if he but just goes to it? six flags and eats okay. if he eats two meals at six flags every day it saves him like thousands of dollars per year on <laughs> wait, it's wait, just, wait, it's wait, just wait, awful wait. that he's just eating like johnny rockets does every he eat, yeah. but does yeah. he eat get does he eat for free on the season no, okay. so of, yeah it was a little i got i got it up yeah so it's a little under 200 total for everything the pass gives you two meals a day one snack and unlimited drinks so that's wow. up to 400 meals and 200 snacks a year <laughs> Could you also, because you're like going in the middle of a work day, would you like go on like one roller coaster and then get back yes, to work? Absolutely. Can you imagine doing that? Especially Dude, if no, the like, life cannot six. be that long on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. That is they such just a can't. great fucking God. I want to do that. <laughs> just go on the Joker <laughs> ride and then go back to work. <laughs> go on That's that in a suit. So just reset your shit. Walk away from oh, like a coding problem God. that I can't figure out. Ride the Joker. Come back. And Guys. I'm like, ah, I got it. My brain has been rearranged. <laughs> 
I saw the story just on knock Twitter. It around in your head uh, for a while. <laughs> Steven, you're going to love this part. So can you tell me a little about yourself and why you're launching this, I don't know what to call it, Project? <laughs> the guy who's known only as Cam and communicated only via signal and would not give his last name. Excellent. <laughs> Experiment, yeah. So I've always been interested in min-maxing. <laughs> <laughs> this man min-maxed his life. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what's your relationship to Six Flags before all of this? Zero. I'd never even been to Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy rocks. So I'm assuming it's some kind of scheme like this, which is the reason why the blind receptionist goes to the OTB every day. <laughs> to be it's fair, it's a mint julep or whatever. Who knows? To be fair, th- it, to have a deal where it's like come bet on a pony and get a free lunch, that does sound like something that would benefit a, tr- ho- a horse track. Because like, yeah, yeah, you get people there, they're gonna bet on a pony. Yeah, that's why anyone goes. No one likes the sport of horse racing. Uh, I do. Uh, yeah, this is the part that's the whole study. It's a blind woman goes to the dog track, right. I mean, the, the racetrack, every chips every ahoy day. too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so much sadder. It's so much sadder because it's only it's two dollars every day at lunch. <laughs> she and she never wins. Two dollars on the fourth Four. horse. <laughs> In the second race, yeah. Um, statistically, at this point, she should have won, right? I mean, you're going yeah. five There's days a week. There's not that many horses per race. Yeah, it's like <laughs> exactly. eight, right? Like you can. You're going five days. She's a week. just like you're world historically same... bad at it, I guess. Or maybe, or maybe she's like, maybe she's like, who's got the the worst chance? Oh no, no, she always puts it on the fourth horse. That's right. Yeah, it's the same horse. At the same in the same race every day, like the, the statistics. Not the same it, horse, just the same the position. same slot. Yeah, same position. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's like well, I guess we don't know seed. how long. How long has she been going? Just this week. <laughs> I do this all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for like six. Days. I just found I mean, out they know. just opened this like she did a couple only days just, ago. She did only just start the job because again she and uh, Kyle Chandler, uh, Gary, Gary. I believe his name is Gary Hobson. Yeah, Gary, Gary. Gary Hobson's not a good character name. It's pretty Chicago-y, though. Maybe. People in Chicago don't have good names. If you grew up here, <laughs> your name is just the worst. Matt has no respect for Germanic or Slavic people That's of right. any kind. <laughs> <laughs> so Gary starts betting on horses because he already knows what the results are. So he's like, I'm going to win $15,000, except he yeah. loses at one point because... Well, because he intervened and thus the newspaper was no, changing. No, that's not what happened. Is he wait? He won them all, and is the that... one came in second, and they were like, "Actually, the one ahead of it was disqualified." Oh, right, yeah. you're right, yeah. you're right. That was I yeah. Thought, that's I, what I thought they right. were gonna no, do, yeah. and then they were like, yeah. "No, he just wins." He just wins. And he so like this on that. this establishes Stevens' theory. He has unlimited money now. Yeah, like this. You're is right. it. I, can play I mean, this. every casino in the country would start like booting this guy out as soon as he walked in if this was happening. Well, only if he plays if, big. Ma- Listen, you got to keep a low profile, okay? You play yeah, small lose games sometimes. Like exactly. Listen, you got to be small. a man. You have to be in control of yourself. A man must be in control of himself if he's going to start doing this gambling. So yeah, he wins fifteen hundred dollars and he gives it to to um to Marissa. Marissa, so she can get a seeing eye dog, and he does a brilliant thing, which is. Um, give a massive wad of cash to a blind person and put them on the CTA. The thing that's not asking for trouble at all to do. That, yeah, yeah. 
Wait, I don't think I know what you mean. I don't... Putting... Uh. Just waving massive amounts of, of paper bills... On a train on the CTA. for someone who on also the red can't line. see, who cannot. That's oh, actually, no. Would, wait, she got on the brown line. Was it the this brown is line? a weird. Part. No one's ever on it, so it's fine. No one's ever on the brown line. <laughs> Furthermore, where did they get on the brown line tell. at a red line station? It must have Sheffield? been during a Cubs game, because that's then it must have been at Sheridan. Because there was like no one. So there. now the we've Cubs determined. Suck. We've determined where the OTB is. It's in Wrigleyville. I did. I want a genuine like inside. Like, keep going. <laughs> it. It. it it, I, um, it's like how you determine so Matt Harrison lives in, or no, they said explicitly where he lived. I think I don't remember. I don't know. No, I, so, I think we worked it out. I mean, uh, this I is had to remind myself. Though. I had to remind myself how probabilities work, but uh, effectively, if she went for six days, six days, uh, if we assume that there are somewhere between eight and ten horses in a race, if she went for six days, is more likely that she would have won once than won zero times. Yeah. So. That, that gives you some some insight. And if she had gotten on a red line train, it is more likely one time wa- waving a wad Two of cash time. around. It is more <laughs> likely that she would get fucking robbed than she would That's, not. Uh, one well, after all of this, he, he this is with the Spider Man moment because he's he's walking back and he sees that the guy who runs the newsstand was involved in an accident, and he asks. The janitor from Scrubs, what happened? Yeah. As and you the know, janitor All-Star. from Scrubs. How? I don't think Wait, it was something else. I don't remember. What. I don't think Neil Flynn showed up yet, but he's an All Star to me anyway. So he will when we do I'm Scrubs. I know. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's been he was in, in it. something. Uh, he was in. Uh, he was I'll, in Felicity, I think. It's it's just that we um, it's just it's the thing where we all immediately clocked him as Neil Flynn, no. the I janitor with, from Scrubs. I, I agree with I agree with Matt. I'm almost certain that I've seen him. But yeah, so he sees, uh, he sees, you know, the this person he knows is injured and he could have stopped it. And he's like, with great power comes great responsibility. And you're like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. You're right. You're right there, Uncle Ben. And so, yeah, he, he then, you know, gets the paper the next day and he's like, well, actually, at one point he had like, is this where he like leaves town? So he doesn't. Or yeah, he, he goes, no, that's at the very end. That's at the very yeah. end. He just does the. Oh, you're right. One. That's the end. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, he, so he. He sees in the paper that a uh, a gunman uh, a gunman. Why did I say it like gun- that? <laughs> he sees that the Digimon gunman, gunman. has the Hideo Kojima character gunman. gunman has robbed a bank <laughs> on orders to the president of the United States of America. Gunman has robbed a bank. Uh, he sees that um, the scariest thing you can see when you open up your newspaper, which is Tom Noonan with a gun. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> and then he's like, I got to stop that. I got to go to that bank. Uh, well, first I got to go to the police. And then Felicity Huffman's like, you fool. I can't stick around. I'm going to be in Desperate Housewives in like six years. <laughs> also, they're just like, sorry, we haven't invented Minority Report technology yet. So, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like... Like nobody's ever tipped Aced. them on a crime. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like he could know the guy. He could literally know the guy, and the guy might have been like, "I think I'm going to rob a bank tomorrow." But he doesn't. Don't, right. But he, uh, I guess he doesn't he, do enough to convince them of that. He's just like, "There's a guy. I don't really know him, but he's having. A, he's desperate, and he might do like he he needs to come up with more conspiracy. I guess. Yeah, he just yeah. needs to be like, listen, I was. I was at a bar and I was talking to this guy and he said he was going to rob this bank. But he's not that drink. You don't think they get tips all the time? That's like, I can't tell you why I know this, but I know this. Go check on it. Like, I I mean, of uh, course, the do, Chicago police do. doesn't check on that, mm-hmm. but like. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. It's a, it's a, it's a, a bank in a white neighborhood. They're definitely yeah. checking on this one. 
He, sh- he should have just said like, oh, he might be a black guy. And, <laughs> and they just shoot boom. a random black guy that's getting money from the teller <laughs> or something. Most likely it wouldn't go well at all. That's true. So, yeah. I, oh, hold on. Hold on. I just thought of Gary having to solve the uh, Glinowitz case. God. <laughs> as an idea. <laughs> that was the, uh, in the Chicago excerpts, there was the cop who, uh, who was killed and there was a huge manhunt to find, like, they died and they're like, the suspects were like three, like, young, like, black and brown men. And there was also someone who, like, claimed to, like, know what had happened who just actually just, like, wanted to feel like she was helping and just made some shit up. And there was all this wild, this hunt basically for these kids and it turned out that the guy had his own murder staged by his wife because he was about to get caught because he was embezzling a bunch of money from like a (laughs) charity that the police were running and so everyone had all these signs up that were like joe glitowitz like our hero like may you rest in peace and it was like he was (laughs) embezzling from charity and killed himself but made sure before he died that his last message was a black guy did it like Uh, and again, you know, having just watched all of Squid Game, this feels very much like the backstory <laughs> for why someone is in that game. Yes. How do you spell his last name? Uh, some Polish shit. It's like G L I N. Wow. You I- know, E W I C Z, something like that. Names. Joe Glenowitz. So his brilliant oh, plan to avert catastrophe is that he then pretends to rob the bank. I was confused like, what was going on here, and like the cops <laughs> did listen man. to this tip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a desperate man. Yeah, he was God like, look out for this guy. Me. He might be desperate. And then he's like, I'm desperate. <laughs> and yeah, and then he winds up in the elevator with Tom Noonan, who has a gun, which, as I said earlier, when you wake up and you find Fisher Stevens is your best friend, you're in a low spot in life. <laughs> when you're in the elevator alone with Tom Noonan and he has a gun, you can't get much lower than that, man. <laughs> And your best friend is still Fisher Stevens. <laughs> your best friend is still Fisher Stevens. You're just like, oh, no. They go up to the roof, and they have a wonderful chat. Yeah. About hard times. Because, yeah. About. Yeah, because Tom Noonan, he's, like, lost everything. Like, the whole reason he was going to do this was because he got denied alone. Uh, and Gary is like, well, I got divorced recently or I'm in the process of being divorced. So I've basically lost everything too, which I mean, I guess I just don't think it's quite the same level of what this guy's going through where it sounds like his like whole family. I don't know. It's not no, good. I think he's, uh, he's, I, it sounded like it's his empathetic. family was still together. Was that, I, but they yeah, were going to be homeless or something. I don't remember. Yeah, exactly was, he was like, yeah, yeah but his know. wife still loves him. So there's, yeah, yeah. that's true. But yeah. Gary's just like, try me. And then they, we don't actually see the conversation where he talks about being divorced, but presumably that's what he, he doesn't like but spinning this is why he's so good like, at molding young men later. That's true. Because <laughs> he has an endless amount of anecdotes you can relate to them about how his, <laughs> he didn't love his father or whatever. I think he yeah. tried to like give, then, give some tips to Julie when she went to Chicago. <laughs> like, like kind of like on there. the sly. If you Julie, start getting a newspaper that says tomorrow's date. <laughs> Come back I, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> you see a mysterious orange and white cat. <laughs> Showing up at the hotel. Yeah, it goes I really like that this There's a mysterious just... orange and white cat in every city. Yeah. <laughs> Actually was, everywhere. Yeah. I do really like that this is just a thing where we're just like, we understand that actors play roles, except no. Kyle Chandler. No, Kyle Chandler except has Kyle Chandler. Right After Friday Night Lights, <laughs> then he had to go to the Florida Keys and <laughs> do Bloodline. Yeah, they decide uh, the thing to do is, he's like, well, I got money if you need it, because he took the money that Fisher Stevens 
had used from ripping off people in the bar. Uh, and they're just like, we know what charitable gesture we'll give. And then they mm-hmm. just open up a suitcase full of money and just start showering well, this was, Okay, the so before they do that, the cops were like, get a sniper on the roof and just take a, the first clean shot you have, just take it at either yeah. one of them. At the bad, bad guy. guy. It doesn't matter. No, no, just no. Don't. They do not say either one of them. They say the bad guy. Yeah, but they're like, we don't know which one even is the bad guy, so just... Just, just like use your judgment to figure out which hey, one of the them Chicago is the bad police, guy. Like, there's no consequences for you under any circumstances. <laughs> no, no, no. Just shoot yeah. somebody. Killing and a human be a being win. will not harm you. Yeah, they do get a dig in when uh, when they come down. Like the show gets a good little uh, cop cop suck joke in mm-hmm. uh, when they they throw the money off the roof and then they come down in the elevator and walk out and the news is like thanks to quick action by the Chicago police. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the issue is our police department just doesn't quite have the funding to do solve pre-crime. <laughs> like, again, this is, I don't know. I haven't seen Minority Report. Is this show basically what it's like, Ian? It's roughly no. like this. They take no. people who are like Kyle Chandler and they shave off all their hair and put them in some blue goo. I thought it was white goo. Whatever color goo it is. Yeah, that's really they important. Put them in the goo, regardless. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then and then they 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 have the dream and then a ball gets engraved and then that goes rolling down a track and then yeah. uh, gets picked up by Tom Cruise who then uses a computer with only uh, uh, like mo- doing cool motions. You yeah. should check out Minority Report. It's a really it's good fucking watch movie. List. It, it is just, pretty fun. It's so fucking cool and good. It does suffer from one gigantic fatal flaw which is there is a certain actor who will appear and you will go, that's the evil guy. Uh. And you just can't get past when those <laughs> things happen. It's always the the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy moment where you're like, mm, the bad guy must be Colin Firth because there are four actors, and Colin Firth is the only one of them who I know. Or the mm. uh, you know I, the Law and Order problem is often what that's thought about yeah. too. But yeah, so uh, you should check out Minority Report, especially if you like early edition, <laughs> which I did. Yeah. Uh, so was, Kyle moves to a cabin. In the woods, because he's like, to get the paper away. can't get me here. But he thinks, spoiler: the paper gets him there. Because he thinks that the paper showing up at the hotel room. Yeah. Not that it's following him. It's just it's that room. Right. And Fisher Stevens is like, "Yeah, check me in." Yeah. And then he runs to the door when there's the knock, and he's like, "This is going to be the paper." And instead, it's uh, it's an exterminator there to spray for roaches. You know, I imagine Fisher Stevens has had to have line reading, like respond to this line a few times in his career. So that so the blind receptionist who seems to be like the moral center of the show or setting it up, setting them up to be, uh, she's she's very disappointed in Kyle Chandler for moving to a cabin in the woods where he doesn't have the responsibility of getting this newspaper. But then he comes back and uh, it's like, all right, we're going to take care of this crime. We're going to fight this crime. We're going to listen. We got we got crime to fight and I'm going to do it. I'm going to solve everyone's problems mm-hmm. one day at a time and probably only really one or two problems. Yeah. I'm going to leave like, there's a ep- lot of There's people. an episode where he saves like 16 people in a day or something I was reading about. but Just like yeah. to see if he can do it. It's like a workout. Or, yeah, it's like a whole like, I don't know. Also, at some point, there's a mummy. Um, a mummy. It's a, I was reading, it was like the show gets a lot more fantastical in, after the first season or two. Oh. I'm sorry. I like that. What type of mummy? 
good. Like a dang, a dang old mummy, like a, a, a living mummy. Like, like, a, like, like a, a British a, person <laughs> comes in into the show. Yeah, and, <laughs> like and a how? Uh, yeah, like a, a mummy or a, an undead. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, you got creature. all sorts of money. You got all sorts. You got your wrapped in your bandages. You got your um, Arnold Vosloo's. You got your Tom Cruises. Um, when an Egyptian mummy goes on display at the museum, a man steals the emerald eyes and scarab from the mummy, unleashing an ancient curse. So yes. everyone associated with the theft becomes ill. Yes. That's the mummy, basically. That's season two, episode less, 15, yeah. mums the word. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. It's got Hector Elizondo in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have to watch this one immediately. Yeah, Hector Elizondo is. steals a mummy's eyes? Folks, we love Hector Elizondo. We love I him in Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been too long since you danced. I remember He has this, this guy. amazing line in Runaway Bride where uh, uh, Julia Roberts, like, runs away from one of the weddings in that film and, like, jumps on in a FedEx truck and someone's like, where she's going? And then he's like, who knows, but she'll get there tomorrow by 11. And he's <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> what is this? Uh, I, I didn't mind this episode. I, I thought I thought it was fine. There's too many things to watch, but I didn't, I didn't dislike it by any means. This was a very overstuffed really, pilot. I really thought that we were just going to walk like the first episode would be like, Oh, he's been, so he's got this paper. He's got it. Yeah. Five minutes on that. Or just like, Oh no, this is just a thing that happened. Like there'd be the voiceover that explains the setup. And then it's just, you know, we're in the yeah. middle of it. I did not expect as much setup. Uh, I, enjoyed I, that. I kind of, I kind of expected this much setup. That's how pilots go a lot was, of the time. Plus it's high it, was, the it, was, 90s. It, was, it was very, it was very superhero E and we already discussed yeah. that, but like, like I have a power what? I also appreciated how many halations there were because this whole uh, anytime there was a light source in this show, it was glowing white yeah. everywhere. Very nineties. Perfect. Very nineties. Um. So the finale of early edition. Scare quotes on finale. Well, no, 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 no. The finale. No, it is the last the episode that aired. The intended finale. This, this yeah. is what I was uh, saying. I see. I see. They created the finale. Yeah. And for some reason, that aired early. It was episode 20 instead of 22. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they were like, 20, that's a good number. That's probably the end. They got next week's and episode today. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you, 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 uh, you look at it. It's just a season four, episode 20, parentheses, the series finale that aired a few episodes early. <laughs> there is... No explanation how this happened. It's so interesting because not only was it like, you know, the 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 build as a season finale, but it was like it had a bunch of lore in it. It explains why this shit happens. It talks about the guy who got the newspaper before. Like, really? And yeah, the guy like chose him. He chose wow. him to get to be the next guy to get the paper. Based on like something he did as a child or something, something like the, that. And the cat, you, there's explanation for the cat. I think. Can you imagine, like, if this has been happening for generations? Uh-huh. It's just like you're getting the 1850 version of this <laughs> the paper. Getting you next know? week's newspaper early. Oh and, my uh, god! <laughs> what so, happened to the president? <laughs> heading heading to uh, to Ford Theater. To, 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 
Yeah. Does uh, does, does, does Gara choose his successor JFK? then too? Yeah, I mean, the, I would only assume. Or like, does he? He does. Does he in the episode? I mean, no, 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 he no. Keeps doing because it. the okay. because the the episode was not. It, this was a maybe we'll get another season sort of series okay. finale. Okay. So like they were like this might be the series finale. We'd like another season I sort see. of deal. At the end of the same episode, Gary passes on the same pocket knife to a young girl named Lindsay, who has just lost her grandfather, and is implied that Lindsay will begin receiving the paper Lindsay. when Gary is no longer able to carry out the responsibilities. Cool. What does yeah. that yeah, mean? Yeah, when do you retire well, okay. and who do you have to file like papers do you have with, to die? with anyone or do you have to die? You have to die. Yeah, or so they covered their bait or the, go into witness protection. It was a it was like a hedging bets thing because the yeah. the thing was the guy gave him the pocket knife when he was a child. He didn't immediately start receiving the paper, but at some point yeah. the guy was no longer able to, you know. Because he died. It's got to be. That's the only explanation. He died. I mean, it, do you, you, I guess, have to give the pocket knife to somebody who you trust can hold on to a pocket knife for a long time? <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, don't like, give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, is what, pocket knife actually, is going yeah, in we're a going week. To, yeah. <laughs> and whoever like, picks it up is getting that paper at some point. So some other stuff that happened in between is Fisher Stevens left the show. Because um, originally he was the na- he would all do the opening narration every time. And then he went on to do whatever he did after this. And he would occasionally pop back in. And then they would come up with new foils for Gary, including uh, the original Buffy, Christy Swanson. Uh, what? Yeah. Huh. Uh, who had a romantic subplot with him. Also, huh. there was you know a number of that guest stars. That feels weird. It makes sense actually, but they just in oh, my brain they're two okay, different people. Okay, hold on. In so age-wise. you know how I said Hector Elizondo was in that episode? That was uh, while they were doing a crossover with Chicago Hope, and he was playing his character from Chicago. Chicago Hope. Oh, oh, so it's God not damn. that. Sh- oh, so it's not that Hector Elizondo stole those. He has to. Well, okay. Perfect. They also used a season next. three episode as a promotional vehicle for Martial Law, a show we have mentioned on here before yeah. with Sarah Mahung. Uh, that's the one with, yeah, that's the that's the Kung Fu one that Carlton Cuse did, right? The Kung yes. Fu Detective? Yes. <laughs> uh, that sounds fucking amazing. That's so fucking awesome. A season two episode ended with a colorized clip of Rod Serling informing viewers they had just watched a tale from the Twilight Zone, which the show is often compared to conceptually. Huh. Uh, what? Roger I mean, Ebert that is showed up on Zone. here. Sure. Other cameos include Tara Lipinski, Coolio, Tone Loke, Dick Butkus, Pat O'Brien, and Martina McBride. And notable TV actors who appeared include Anna Klumski, uh, Jane huh. Krakowski, Klumski, Cynthia huh? Nixon, and Michael Shannon, among others. The Shan Man. Hell oh, yeah. Yeah. Of, course the, of course the big Chicago is in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Evanston, Illinois. Do people still do crossover episodes? Do they still? Are those really different really shows? crossover episode? Uh, oh, there is yes, and there's Sabrina one or something. Oh my god, oh, they're, they're doing that next season. This? But who was Ernest Borgnine? Oh shit, Jerry Springer. <laughs> Archie sure, of does course. crossover episodes. Oh, there's the Katie Keene stuff. Or right, whatever. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Well, and then and then there's going to be one with Sabrina too. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so this, yeah, the planned series pseudo finale gets aired two weeks early, and instead we are watching. <laughs> How? An episode I just called still... Yeah, Wikipedia only says a scheduling mix up, which like I yeah <laughs> whoops. Does that mean like it just got like I don't know how stuff gets aired? Like did they used to did they should they shove a VHS tape into a yeah, thing? Like, yes. shit, Dave, did you then? just put that fuck, that's the finale. <laughs> no! Yeah, like this broadcast news like segment yeah. of like Joan Cusack trying to stop fuck, that from I was, 
I was going to say, yeah, Joan Cusack goes running, jumps over a guy, slams the tape in. They're like, all right, perfect. And they start watching like, oh, my God, this is the wrong episode. Uh, We're at commercial. Do you think they'll notice if we switch it? (laughs) Like if if the second segment is like, I don't know. Yeah. If the third act goes, I don't know. I don't know. What do we do? Would we miss it? Would they miss it? (laughs) Calling the executive producer. What if we just put it in now and start it? What if we restart the whole episode? Oh, <laughs> What's fuck. it like? Shit. <laughs> we can't cut into 60 minutes. <laughs> fuck. You know those guys even though, are fucking... Even though football does it constantly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's football. <laughs> well, they got those 60 minutes. We can't air 48 minutes. Fuck. What are they going to do? Uh, the, um, yeah, the episode uh, we get starts... <laughs> <laughs> the fact that there are so many horrendous accents. It just starts with this guy going, oh, but oh, I'm an Irishman. Oh, I love to drink alcohol. And if you cut me off, I have a curse that I put on you. And I picked up from the Blarney Stone. And just like, it's this guy's, I don't know. The woman in this episode is from Henry Gibson. <laughs> so I, we learned. Yeah. You know, Henry, Henry Gibson, the old man, is from Pennsylvania. Oh, so. yes, my friend. Rosanna Lancaster. Travis, do you know what? Do you know who? Do you know where you would recognize him from? No, he's in so much stuff. That's Haven Hamilton himself. I know what that name is, but I can't. That's the he's the country oh, star from Boogie in Na- Nashville. Or Nashville. Yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> Boogie Nights. I, you know yeah. Anderson Altman. Yeah, no, he's inspired by. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand all that. That's but yeah, no, funny. he's the one who's. Who's up there? Yeah, it's it's like having just watched Nashville <laughs> earlier this week and then seeing it, I was like. I got whiplash from those accents. Yes. So I was like, what? Is this the older guy or the, yeah. the brother? Yeah. Okay, the older guy. Yeah. So yeah, it turns, also, out, also, turns out that uh, Gary owns a bar now. Not the only time we've seen this guy play an Illinois-based character. Because he, he's the leader of the Illinois Nazis in the Blues Brothers. Uh, I've never seen Blues Brothers. <laughs> so, uh, so Henry Gibson is, play, is talking about the, the curse of the... Whatever is you can't cut him off or like bad things happen because like like he's literally because a you know how much Irish people love uh, alcohol. Dude, no fucking way. Henry Gibson was in a film called The Luck of the Irish as well. <laughs> uh, that yeah no he plays a leprechaun in The Luck of the Irish. That is the Disney <laughs> original. The Disney with, original. Yeah, where he he's a leprechaun. <laughs> I immediately clocked it when he first appeared. Was that before I was like, or after That's the, the guy show? The Luck of the Irish, this, and then he did the accent. The, I was like, the film Whoa. was after. I, maybe he got cast because of this show. Like, Matt, we loved I what you were so. doing on, on Matt, I think so. I can't stress this enough. Please stop calling the Disney original movie, Disney Channel original movie, <laughs> Luck of the Irish, a film. <laughs> it's a grand disservice <laughs> to the world. Okay, okay, gatekeeper. No, I what will, makes I something a film? I will gatekeep Luck of the Irish, <laughs> which is built around this man playing a leprechaun. <laughs> what, are, what's, what are the qualifications for something to be a film? Doesn't have. It can't be that. <laughs> yeah, it does, does I'm just have. saying. Not I'll give you music by Sia, but I won't give you the Disney original <laughs> Luck of the M- Irish. Music by Sia is a true oh, is a film, is cinema. That's a film. Yeah. Um, His name so was Riley O'Reilly in this <laughs> thing. <laughs> Riley O'Reilly. <laughs> Guys, Luck of the Irish was remade in 2002. As Luck Luck Kibat on Disney Channel India. Huh. Huh. The so the plot uh, the plot goes pretty crazy places in this episode. 
because yeah. that's how it starts. And then yeah, yeah, he, he, cuts go, he the goes out reveals. <laughs> right. he, cu- uh, he cuts the guy off, and he's like, a curse happens, and he cu- it causes like a barrel to roll down the street. And, well, and, he, and then the he grabs reveals, a dollar. Go ahead. The guy reveals that his grandfather, I think it was, that got cut off in 1930, and then the Hindenburg crash happens yes. directly <laughs> above the bar or whatever. Yes, that is <laughs> like, spoken. And then also, pretty good joke. yeah, and like the Cubs lost the pennant some other time. Like uh, that's good. Um. So he goes, so that happens, and then Gary's like, I have to go solve, a, I, I'm getting a precog or whatever, I've got to go solve this this thing, prevent something. So he goes rushing, but he needs cash to get a CTA ticket, because he doesn't have a card, I guess. I don't know how no. it worked back then. Dude, and, did you flash back? Have you, had you seen those machines, or were, did you move here post-Ventra? I moved here post-Ventra, <sighs> so I don't know Dude, yeah, what it those, to be Those like. really took me back. The blue transit <laughs> machines. Matt, guy who constantly for years threatened to move to Los Angeles or Toronto. Yeah. Matt now, guy who sees the old ticket machine <laughs> and starts waxing nostalgically. What, a, what an Those insanely days, Chicago yeah. guy. This guy is so Chicago. Yeah, that's, that's what he, you know, before he went to go see the Mekons at the, at the Metro back in the yeah. day, he had to get on, get the fucking blue transit ticket to get on yeah. there. Uh, he was there when like, when Exile and Guyville came out. It was a huge okay. deal. Uh, he was in Tortoise briefly. It's one of those guys. Who wasn't? Um, so yeah. So then the a woman is trying to buy a lotto ticket, and he and Carrie just straight up just like, I need to borrow a dollar. I come to this bar. This is my name. I will pay you back. But I need this now. And he goes rushing onto the train, and we don't see what he has to actually go do. But all this made me think of is, did I ever tell you guys about the time I completely ate shit on the CTA platform, um, <laughs> where I was. I arrived right as my red line train was getting there and like I was going to work and it had just rained. So everything was kind of slick and I ran up the stairs and I was trying to run onto the train before the doors closed and my foot slipped on the like the Lego track basically that's right before it. And I just fell backwards onto onto pavement, just slammed my back into it. The doors close and the train just goes away. And I'm just lying in the ground like, ah! Just, like, there's some, someone came to there's help me up, but I was like, don't look at me. Like, <laughs> there's 17 on the train. He's like, did you see Oh that my guy? god, yeah, so many yeah, people absolutely made their day and think about that still. And I was just like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect comedy you, timing. You, and a huge gash on my elbows. Uh, just, uh, yeah, someone helped me up. And I, I was like, that. don't help I mean, me. I, <laughs> don't I I don't deserve help. (laughs) I fell yesterday while running. Like, I was like, I'm going to go back out. I haven't gone on a run in a while. I was sick, then I was busy. It's just been chaotic, you know. And I went out on a run, and I was doing one of my normal routes, and I hit uneven pavement. And that was, yep, that's what happened to me. Uh, And then I gashed my leg. It looks like it's been exactly 30 minutes since... uh uh, I set uh, the timer actually went off and because uh, I set one, but then I realized that the episode runtime will not match up to the thirty-seven minute runtime, yeah. so I silenced it. Uh, nice. yeah, I also so thought I, I also thought even though it's been way more than you know thirty-seven minutes, Matt could make it not be that by just putting true. that sound somewhere else. But also that's true yeah, for somebody who's it. like really paying attention. <laughs> I paused like, wow, that's thirty-seven minutes after Ian said it. He didn't stop. Called, we didn't it's stop called it. Called good writing. We're we script the, we, sc- we script this podcast, which makes you wonder why it's not better. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're the fifty-second most popular entertainment podcast in Germany, so I think <laughs> you're undercutting um, us. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I completely ate shit on the uneven pavement, and I'm still walking with a limp today. Yeah. I had to limp back the 
half a mile and was very much the nobody look at me. <laughs> if one person was like, sir, are you okay? You're bleeding. I would have been like, get out of here. Oh my God. I, I was, I ordered a, a, like a coffee and a taco from a place last weekend. Classic know, that's a combo. It's <laughs> a weird combo. They're both from but Latin America. Like, I, um, I would have zero problems with both of those. Yeah, and uh, I went outside. I came back in, and the the um, the door was just enough off the ground so that it was higher than my toenail, but just low enough so that it wasn't higher than the cuticle behind oh. my toenail. And I opened it oh, very I hard. Don't like into this. Stop this. This is <laughs> fucking gruesome, dude. I I screamed and there were many people and I screamed and I yelled fuck I and I this. looked I looked around and like a couple of people glanced at me and then just kind of looked down and I was like god damn it somebody at least be like dude that sucks like that's all I needed or laugh I needed. I, like, if, so, if, or laugh, if something yeah, like something. that happens at least laugh I did hold in a laugh I saw a real life like wipeout video basically uh somebody was riding their bike toward me fell off the bike and bashed her face on a fence uh, <laughs> and the fe- like you know how like the gate on a fence will like rattle a little bit and like wave back yeah. and forth <laughs> oh, <laughs> it no. made such a great sound and then the rattle made a sound too <laughs> it was so fucking good That's- and then i ha- i like she knew that i saw it I knew that she knew that i saw it yeah. and we bought like she was gonna she like rode off and then i just had to be like that's very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, presumably all those things happened to Gary at once while he's after yeah. he stole yeah. this woman's what turned out to be your literal last dollar. Uh, yeah. And and she was going to use that last dollar to buy the dollar. I'm broke. That's she was going to use that dollar to buy a lottery ticket. And oh no, it turns out that was going to be the winning ticket. Half the time, her accent sounded Scottish, and the other half. It was the, the weirdest Irish accent I've ever heard, and she's from Kentucky, and she dyed her hair, and let me tell you, the worst thing about this whole, I, I, okay, so the worst thing about this whole fucking thing. I like that you were like, I can't do this. I gotta be serious here. Is, is yeah, he's that. He's faking an American and, and accent like, now after he was just doing his real accent for the whole. <laughs> Wait, but why would Steven have? <laughs> the, okay, so the. The yeah, I actually pretend to have an American accent for this podcast but when I go off. I'm like, "Hey Dan, how was work?" Uh, so, so where guys, where did she say she was from? Uh, uh county Oh fuck, where did she say she was from? I don't have any memory. The whole family is from Donegal? the same county. Donegal? Do- correct. That's correct, Travis. She said she's from Donegal. Yeah. Now, if- uh now, there's 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 hiring people who can't do a really good accent because you don't have the money to go get an Irish actor or somebody who's like really really good at accents or whatever. And then there's not doing the act. They're not doing the research to find out how the people from a place pronounce the place that they're from, oh, which God. is insane. Which is absolutely insane. That would be like if 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 I was like, hello, yes, I am from Uruguay. Or something like that. Like, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. At one point, Dan looked at me and went, I'm from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's Ohio. <laughs> uh, how's it pronounced? Donegal. Everyone Donegal. says Donegal. Donegal. Everyone. Whether you're from Donegal or you're from Dublin or you're from Belfast, it's Donegal. Did you and hear that hearing accent them on sem- Belfast? 
And and hearing them say Donegal was so jarring for someone who has heard Irish people say Donegal for two years. It's like, will they please stop saying Donegal? And then everyone was saying Donegal, which is so <laughs> wild. It's just it's literally like saying you're from Ohio. Like it's just like I, it's so insanely Ohio. breaking. I wanna say hundred percent I wish the state was pronounced Ohio. The more you're saying it, I'm like, that's real cute. I like that. And look. The Native Americans might have said Ohio, you know? <laughs> I don't actually know. I, but I can't say it. I can't be the one nah, to start. Every city like in America is definitely pronounced the way that the word was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Did I ever tell you about the time I had, like, a story problem in algebra that was uh, about how they sold, like, the New York to the... Or how they bought New York from the Native Americans for like sixty four beads, and then it was like, but what if the Indians had invested their money? And it was about oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to as you know, or as I like to call it, four dudes telling stories. So uh, we're at the start of the episode. All he's done yeah. is okay. So yeah, so it turns out that she's she is where were we? Oh, she we weren't anywhere. She is. Uh, not she's not legally immigrated to the, to the United States. She just flew there to follow somebody because uh, she allegedly is in a relationship with a guy named Nigel, who is an Englishman, and allegedly, yeah, and uh, flew here. And a guy from the INS is looking for her, uh, and she has no money. She's literally broke. She's she was going to take her last dollar and buy that lottery ticket, yeah. and then and then fucking Eric Taylor comes through. <laughs> Takes that dollar from her. So she goes to McGinty's, the bar he owns now, or whatever, and he gives her like 10 bucks, and she's like, Oh, you owe me $990,990. And if I were and him, I'd be <laughs> like, If you can keep this on the DL, I can get you that amount of money tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. It's so like, easy. Go to, right. No right. Go to the Bohegan Just, Sun. Put, yeah, like, put 100 on tip off. <laughs> you know, Garnett blocks, Garnett rebounds, Garnett, you know, all that stuff. And. <laughs> But instead, he tries to make her whole in a different way. That That's exactly what I was thinking. He can just get the money. <laughs> yeah. He has infinite dollars. He has infinite money. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I love, though, this convoluted nature of this. Like, he buys her groceries? Or he's carrying the groceries? I was confused on that part, because suddenly yeah. he's just carrying groceries. Um, he's a good guy. And, and he, he and he, and he takes her to her, or, you know, takes her back to her apartment where she's explaining how she was there. She came on a tourist visa. She doesn't have any money, and he's like, "Ah, oh, there's no one back home to help you." And then she's like, "No, no, 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 no I'm back home." And then he opens the door, and her brother is there, and it's like, "This is Nigel, the Englishman you're going to marry." And then he he punches, punches him. Kyle sells the shit out is, of this punch. He does a great <laughs> which job, is, which is totally insane because, like, all like it's just like. At, at worst, this is a guy your sister is dating, like based on what you're seeing here. Yeah. And you just punched him for well, no we don't reason. know what being an he Englishman. thinks about non Nigel. Well, yeah, so and yeah, being yeah, an I figured you, I figured you think guys, that's reasonable. Remember, Stephen has never seen any television show before we started doing this <laughs> podcast, and thus that's he's not correct. aware of the ongoing like joke or trope of just these sort of like angry Irish guys who are very protective of sisters. And that's so. This is the first time Stephen has ever been exposed to somebody being an incredibly overprotective older brother. I've met fighting. people. I've met people's sister in Ireland. Believe it or not. That's why he's broken his leg twice. 
Yeah, they're like, That's if you correct. think about touching her, I'm going to hit you with a massive Chris Paul crossover on the court and break your leg <laughs> again. <laughs> That's right. I've had my ankles broken by Irish people who are so fucking they good do at and, They do and one moves on you just because you <laughs> looked at their sister the wrong way. So yeah, her brother Kieran uh, <laughs> punched Punch Coach Taylor in the face. Kieran O'Kieran. Yeah. <laughs> Kieran O'Potato Hand or whatever. Uh, oh, no, sorry. It was Kieran Heidly D. Holy <laughs> Dole Potato Hand. He's <laughs> carrying bagpipes. And <laughs> he did a jig all over his face afterward. Um, I mean, there was a jig. That's true. Uh, there is a jig in this episode. Uh, yeah. What instrument did they have in there? They had like Ilan pipes or something. Did they? I don't know. <laughs> did they? Is that how that's pronounced? That's cool. I never understood what that word was supposed to sound like when I look at it. Um, I think they had oh a, they had like a, a banjo or something in there too. I don't know. Someone had a tin whistle. I'm pretty sure there was a lot, a lot going on. Yeah. So. What happened next, exactly? They wind up in this convoluted plot where she says that she's actually marrying Gary. And the brother hates Gary or is, like, being protective, but then he finds out, uh, much to his delight, that Gary owns a bar. Uh, So then he's just constantly chugging pints at this bar throughout the episode. Yeah, Yeah, it's an Irish pub. And, yeah, he's like... That is actually how Irish people pronounce the word pub, though. (laughs) Three pints of... (laughs) Three pints of Irish stout. Pour it right. And you're just like, oh, my God, this guy's the worst person. Yeah. Fucked up looking beers when he gets them back. Irish <laughs> they people did not would pour be. It right. Yeah, <laughs> no, they did not. Look on Hillary pours just, here. <laughs> you think about that more than you should. It just what? Whatever Wait, like, whenever what someone, is that? There was a time on her campaign where she like went to a bar for a photo op. She was like bartending like, oh, and she I'm had like the most head of all time on her pour. It was like a- <laughs> well, that's what happens when so you've I, never I thought about how time. to pour. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think yeah, that she keeps doing these photo beer. ops? She's done a million of these. There was the one where she like tried to show that she could pump gas and then totally didn't know how to do that too. Like maybe just don't book the thing. I, I agree with all of that, but I'm just amazed at the fact that Travis immediately pulled this up and Matt. It's going, the second time in like two weeks that I've said this time. to Matt. Yeah, because I think of it any time there's beer with too much head. I was like, oh, did Hillary pour this? <laughs> what a weirdly specific <laughs> reference. I mean, I respect it. I do those all the time as well. It's just this one is like it almost feels like I don't a think, step I don't, further. Yeah, it just feels like no one's gonna know what you're talking about. Well, like, I always know the, Matt's that's the main. Like, I, could, I knew I could jog Matt's memory with that. So between this and yeah, dicking yeah. bimbos, you're really <laughs> fucking me. <up. laughs> Can you do that in a bad just accent? <laughs> oh, dicking bimbos. Uh, that was that was dangerously Indian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> this episode needs to be stopped. <laughs> We're going to get no All right, other. let's Pokemon go to the rest of the episode. Um, <laughs> Stop with the Hillary references. No. We get it. You're still with her. We understand. <laughs> That's right. Hey, guys. We're all just chilling. <laughs> God Rapids. fucking damn it. How much do you guys remember from that campaign? Everything. So everything that ever happened. <laughs> Jesus. We weren't allowed to think it was funny at the time. 
<laughs> right. It was considered traitorous to do. Okay. So anyway, so she convinced him. Yeah. So yeah, he own, he owns a bar. So now the whole. What is their last name? Do you even figure it out? But what did Stephen say? Potato or potato? Yeah. No, no. Hiddly tart. I think it was O'Rourke. I think they were O'Rourke's. It was O'Rourke. Yeah. O'Reilly is the Henry Gibson character. The O'Rourke. No. Riley O'Reilly was his character in The Luck of the Irish. But also in the episode Luck of the Irish. Also in the episode of. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care. We're prized through all the same universe. He's a leprechaun in both. Right. So all of the O'Rourke's now start flying in and are like, because. What is her name? Katie? Was that it? But since they're like, oh, she's getting married not to Nigel. Kate. 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 Yeah, she's getting married not to Nigel. So they all come in and they're all doing jigs all over the place. And meanwhile, <laughs> well, the INS is hunting it's, her. <laughs> it's because the reason is, is that the other thing that completely changes his opinion is um, Gary's like, I got to I gotta go do something. And uh, the brother tags along Kieran. and watches him as they're standing in front of a funeral. This is an amazing scene. This scene <laughs> is perfect. Like, I loved yeah. this is so stupid. It's incredible. Where he just watches it, you know, and, and he's like, "I gotta, I gotta do something." And he's like, "What do you have to do on the street corner?" So, "What do you have to do on the street corner?" And then he's just like, "I gotta, I'll be right back." And then he runs because there's oh yeah, this actually a works. widow, a widow in a wheelchair, and the guy pushing her <laughs> like a Mister Bean bit falls backwards in this really comical fashion, and in falling backwards pushes her into oncoming traffic where there's a bus. So he goes sprinting. And he goes, and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and he, he like, gets the wheelchair and saves her. But the truck crashes like to the side and then the the back opens up. And so a beer, like a, a keg of beer starts rolling. Okay. And then he sees this and then he's like, no. And then he runs and he's shouting, father, father, because the priest is there walking. And then he like okay. dives and pushes the priest out of the way of a keg that is moving at roughly two miles per hour rolling <laughs> towards him. I guess if you no! did not the trip and fall. If you no! did, if you did not watch this episode, the stakes were a shin bruise. Like, like very clearly. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the background, Brad Pitt's getting hit by one car and then bouncing onto a second car. And it's just like, no! But and, I was like, and, I was like, I, they're not playing this serious, are they? This, this they were, very slowly great. rolling toward this priest. And Kiernan, Kiernan has a totally natural No, the natural priest reaction. is actually an alcoholic. Yeah, I was saying it was uh, And oh, it was actually... Oh, 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 it's symbolism. It's symbolism. And then, uh, and then Kiernan sees all of this and he just goes... He's a saint, <laughs> which is a total normal reaction to saint this. Gary. All I guess. Saint, saint Gary. Saint Gary. <laughs> that, was a, that was a fucking Green Day reference. Uh, <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> this shit is all over the place today. <laughs> yeah, what I would just go down at Saint Gary's. What, what is going on today? What is? What is? What happened? <laughs> What is <laughs> well, yeah, so he, he <laughs> saves him, and, and now Kieran is just like, this man's a saint. Of course you shouldn't marry him. We're bringing the whole family in. I need to borrow your credit card, and I need to book 14 first-class tickets, which I couldn't do on my credit card. No. I'm certain of. Definitely not. Though I guess he does have infinite money, so his credit limit's probably, you know, non-existent. Somehow word that he's getting married gets to his mom. 
Uh, she calls the bar. Oh yeah, yeah. and like mm-hmm. Kiernan talks to her. I think is what it was. Yeah, uh, or um, or or uh, Riley, 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 Riley. I believe that's, tells yeah, that's her. what it is. Right, because then he insinuates that the, that she's pregnant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like to 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 support the, the whole this guy's a, a leprechaun thing. He just keeps showing up in the bar at like six a.m. and says he like. That's because he lives in the bar. Okay, but it just does. It's just very. It's very mythical creaturey. It's like yeah, the leprechaun who just kind of uh, lives uh, in the bar. Stephen, I, I don't know. It's just if you ever work somewhere where one of your coworkers secretly lives there, uh, it's really not mystical. It's actually quite bleak. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. We're going to follow this rabbit hole down. How many times have you gone somewhere and learned that somebody lives there? Yeah. Is he employed friend, at that He's bar? friends with Jughead. Oh, he lives at the movie theater. Yeah. At the school. He lives at, well, he lives, oh, he lives at the movie theater and then he lives at the school. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I worked with a guy at a, at a restaurant where I worked and, uh, he, we learned kind of, it, like it, it was the slow epiphany that all of us had had like, oh, he's living in the dry goods storage area. Like that's why he's always the last one here. That's why he's always here when we arrive. Like this dude fucking lives here. Oh, he's shit. living in the back. Yeah, he's living in. A, he's got a little room. He's living in the back. And uh, one of the other ways that he makes money while working at this bar or restaurant is that he does bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's that's <laughs> it's a reference to Ryan in the OC. Yeah, Gary Kyle Chandler's character forces him to bare knuckle box in the basement for his own entertainment, <laughs> even though he could pay him an insane wage because he has watch. infinite money. Infinite if money. You told me, if you told me at the bar we're at, and you're just like, "Hey, there's a bare knuckle boxing match that's happening in the basement secretly. Do you want to watch?" I would say no, and then you're just like, "There's this guy. He looks like a leprechaun, and his name is Riley O'Reilly." I'd be like, "Well." Now I do have to. Curiosity has me watching this guy bare knuckle box. Yeah, feels like a feels. It feels like such a crime. Yeah, I feel like it's too. It's I feel like I would say no. Dudes. I feel like I would say no, and then really like be regretting it the rest of the day. I'd be like, I don't want to do that. It seems like a bad idea, and I'd be like, God, what did I did I miss oh, something that cool? Fucking sick though, actually. So anyway. Gary's mom thinks he's getting married. It turns out she's played by Tess Harper, who's a that gal. Um, I feel like she's in a bunch of things. She's a very recognizable face. And she's just like, Gary didn't tell me he was getting married and is mad at him, but happy for Kate. And then he has to explain to her that this is all a cockamamie scheme that they're doing. And this is the best uh, part of the episode because you get to hear... Uh, Kyle Chandler frustrated explaining to someone the weird circumstance he's found himself in, and I yeah. felt immediately at peace and at home <laughs> in that part. Yeah. He also learns that uh, he was conceived by mistake in the back of a Camaro. Yeah, listen. Classic. Also, his That's mother happens. tries to convince him just to marry her anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the peep show. Wait, you're gonna you're gonna get married to spare yourself from having one embarrassing conversation you're going to suffer through the rest of your life? And he's just like, yeah, yes. <laughs> I would, and I would prefer if you never bring this up again. Uh, I do like, uh, yeah, the, the other part too, where uh, you know, there's the whole family in the bar, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'll help you find the guy." Oh, he's uh, he's there. She's like, "Is there any other way out?" And he's like, "Yeah, there's a dangerous fire escape. Let's go." You know, oh, yeah. that's you know, very coach Eric Taylor escaping from Buddy on a dangerous fire escape. Yeah, would believe it. Just like I don't want to go in there. It's boosters. Then they're able to use the newspaper to find Nigel. Yeah. And they do. Who's married. It turns out he's and married. She's she felicitied herself across the con- across the ocean. 
Yeah. Hey, what I felicity myself. This does have more felicity energy also <laughs> in that like you're just like I mean it started in a weird mystical spot but you're just like, "Hmm, yeah, wow. These are the things I'm enjoying." Uh and so she's like, "Wow, I guess yeah, I guess I'm an idiot. I can't believe I did all of this. Who was I to think that love could be found in such a moment?" Meanwhile, it turns out that the immigration agent who has now been beaten up by the bar. Right, they find for him trying, because he would have been perceivably trying okay. to stop the. E- yeah. Okay. No, also, com- also, he doesn't every actually... fucking immigration officer in the United States. Put them in a Fair fucking enough. trash compactor. What if we just used ice, or I? What if we turned ice into a program for people that needed to find their like lost loves from when they went on vacation one time? If. That sounds That's great. It's if, just these if, br- if the officer is the love, ice. though, then they should be compacted. Okay. Also, <laughs> do you guys notice that he never actually goes and saves the guy? He just happens to wake up. Is it like they saved him by talking near him or something? Yeah, they yeah, talk it, it, it it loudly. They got him to come down from there. I guess he would have because just that's stayed because otherwise. that's how that's how unconsciousness works when yeah. you've been knocked out. They just, he just needed a loud noise, you know, just like when you're woken up in general. They're like an alarm clock for him, basically. Otherwise, you just slept through the whole thing and then been as opposed cubed. to this silent trash compactor. Yeah, that probably makes no sound. Well, it would have been too yeah. late by then. Uh, yeah, yeah, he would have been fully awake for his horrible, uh, prolonged, painful death. Um, but instead, he's just like, and gets up, and he has an a very, you know, has a huge welt on his head from getting beaten up by all these Irish people. He looks, he he looks like a Looney Tunes character yeah. that got hit with an anvil. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, when we were twelve or whatever in Ballyshannon, I we hung out one day on the beach, and I've never that forgotten. Was, was that love lost or love found? I don't know. I'll never know. I don't uh, remember a single it. person that I met when I was 12. Dang. Wow. Uh, yeah, and then she's like, oh, my God, wow, this is love. Look at that. You yeah, know, yeah she learned that he wrote, Imagine he wrote, I wrote you a letter every day, every day for a year, and you never wrote me back. No, that's, uh, uh, I, was, I was doing a, yes. a notebook. The notebook, yeah. Which came first? <laughs> I think the notebook. <laughs> Was inspired. I don't by this, by by this scene. By this episode. When, when did uh, by the right luck there? of the Irish. Ooh, ooh! The notebook. The notebook came out in 1996. The novel. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, I had some good Chris Christie pointing at a balloon stuff in this uh, <laughs> in this uh, episode because they had like the place where like all the trash went and where the guy went, the human trash in the immigration uh, office. He, uh, it was in this weird area between the Sedgwick Brown line stop and the Chicago Brown line stop where there's like not that much stuff. And I've always wondered why there's not that much stuff. So they chose a really good place for that to happen. Cause it's like, there are actually like a lot of vacant lots that are just full of trash in there. It was cool. Even in 1999. Apparently. Like, it was these so writers clear that area is right by, like, where Big and Littles is. These, these, these writers clearly know Chicago and not Ireland. That's true. Yeah. This is expert-level Chicago uh, um, uh, <laughs> scene, loca- scene, scene location. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I would say this, uh, this depiction of Ireland, still not even the worst depiction of a foreign nation or people from a foreign nation that we've got. <laughs> With Chuck in that episode, where it's clearly just another part of the soundstage. Oh, that was fun, in though. For 
Berlin. Well, yeah. that, was, that, that was a used that as was a bit perfect. though, yes. where they yeah. were like, "It's." It was good, but it is still also the worst. It's yeah. a good bit, purposefully though. I thought you were. Gonna, <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about just Japan and dropped a diva again. <laughs> oh right! Oh my god! No, I've I eliminated that from my mind because I always because I have how <laughs> fucking racist that was. <laughs> That's what happens when we give Matt a sicko's pick. But this was an instead just a pretty normal Ian pick. That's the end of early edition. Yeah, everyone's yeah, like, 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 ha, ha, like, wonderful. True love is real. Yeah. End of series. Yeah. The finale that had the resolution aired two episodes before. I just These can't were just stop bonus thinking. episodes, basically. It's Maybe like, we should yeah, do a like, Patreon uh, exclusive. We watched that episode, you know? Yeah. The, yeah. The, uh, uh, as you know, second chances. Where we talk about the shows that we fucked up somehow. We or they yeah. fucked up. That, yeah. This I don't know. Yeah, we did not fuck this up. up. We did this I was right. thinking of 24. <laughs> yeah, 24 is the right. ultimate one, I guess. Yeah, well, we, we can also watch the end of, like, Dexter New Blood and stuff. Like, those sorts no, of things. No, please don't make we me can, do that. We, we have could to watch, watch the entire new season of Dexter. <laughs> don't make me. You can't make me. I won't do it. Well, that was early edition. It was pretty good. I had fun. I had the fun. last episode was bad, but you know. But in such an endearing way. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about this show had like, when it got canceled, this was a classic example of shows where a bunch of people sent angry letters about it being canceled. Like there were rabid early edition, edition fans. I guess, yeah, I, I guess there, it was popular. What were there? there four seasons? Fans. Yeah. Yes. Four seasons, 90 episodes. They were like, we got to keep seeing this show. We have to I see how he stops 9-11. Like... Uh, I had never even, did and this it, show had no cultural impact after, like, the only reason I knew what the show was before we did Big Dumb Lights is because I was watching Bloodline one day, and my roommate came in and was like, oh, Kyle Chandler? I was like, yeah, I love Friday Night Lights, so I might as well watch this, and he goes, oh, you mean the guy from Early Edition, and explained the premise for Early Edition to me, and I was like, you were making this show up. It was very much a show that I didn't realize had 90 episodes until yeah. uh, a week ago when I was figuring out which show to pick, and I saw Early Edition had 90 <laughs> episodes, and I was like, buddy... We're doing it. It goes places. But he where he fucking rides a horse in the opening credits of the last episode. <laughs> Dude, that looked awesome. <laughs> what? Yeah. What was up with that? Why is he on a dang horse? I <laughs> uh, want to know what's going. You just need to know. I want to know. I need to know. I really did enjoy it. Also, uh, Kyle at this period, just, just a real cutie. All of the all of the uh, like season DVD art and stuff is just him doing the smolder with the cat, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Perfect. Variations of that with like a Chicago skyline background. We love that. And tells you yeah, nothing that's... about what the show is about at all. I, I can only imagine the series of failed love interests that happened throughout this show. It's yeah. a real shame that they didn't. They couldn't see the future and get Connie Britton on for a single episode. Yeah. What is what what we do have though coming up on next will be certainly something. Matt, you want to tell us what you've picked? Inspired by Ian wanting to say hello to an old friend in a new way on CBS, I have chosen the show The Equalizer. Oh. I don't is know who an the old, old friend Yeah, I was is. like what old friend I know who the star of the Equalizer is. I don't know what old friend might be on it. Wait, who's the star of the Equalizer? It's Queen Latifah. No, no. That's the new equalizer. No, no, no. Oh, there's an older equal. And there's a king as, the, as the star. Is it in the same universe as the movie, the movie's the equalizer, which oh, the new equalizer is a show. No. Is there was a move. There, okay, listen. 
Steven, I clearly <laughs> knew that he was going to do this. <laughs> I'm putting yeah, 30 like, seconds like, on the clock. Also, that equalizer's currently on. <laughs> I'm putting 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock. Steven, are you ready to tell me everything you think you know about the television show, <laughs> The Equalizer? <laughs> Okay. So not helpful as a fucking Three. title. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. I imagine the equalizer is probably about a cop who tries to help people who are. <laughs> Bad <laughs> by punching. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any fucking idea. And that's I have time. no fucking idea what the show is about. Uh, yeah, this? The Equalizer. A show that would lead to two Denzel Washington movies that would later lead to a Queen Latifah starring reboot about a spy who. Now is like a detective who equalizes. He, he exacts justice on behalf of innocent people who find themselves in dangerous circumstances. And I didn't understand who the king was, but I know who I immediately know who the king now is. Now I understand. Yeah. Yes. None of these are old friends of this show. They're definitely no, an old friend of, of mine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my good friend Keith Zabarska, we will talk about as well. But that's it. Yeah, that's thanks for listening to this episode, which went so much longer than I expected yeah. the early edition episode to go. We've done some really uh, short ones lately, so yeah, this was this was a return here. to form. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. We'll be back next week to equalize. <laughs> look, the whole episode is going to be spent with us pointing guns at each other the entire look, time. I I I have nothing. I'm sorry. I was too mad and forgot that I have to do this bit. <laughs> Uh, which is a shame because there's so many egregious Irish things that are said. Uh, I honestly want to like go back and watch part of it just to like send Matt a a thing of me being like being like, oh, when I was back in Ireland and the and the sun was low and the rainbows were high and my <laughs> potatoes were growing quite fast and I had a pint in me hand and a lass on me arm, I realized that I was a cursed man or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs>